And welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, and I am joined for the first time, I think, ever with some guests, very special guests, and I'll let them introduce themselves. We're going to start with the oldest. I have my three oldest sons. Well, actually, one's a son-in-law. He married my oldest daughter. So, Brian, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hello, all. Brian Mace Vicious here, married to Kelly Bushnell, the oldest. I've uh, been married 13 years in May. Uh, we've got two beautiful kids. Uh, we've got a eight-year-old named Riley, two-year-old Luke, and we are expecting a child yet to be named who will be here in September. We live in Texas. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah, Brian got to uh, – I remember first meeting him, and he, and he came up – I think he called me. I met, met you because you're my Sunday school class, and then he called. It was like um, – so your daughter said, I had to talk to you first. <laughs> and so I think that began a whirlwind. All right. So my, my oldest son is uh, Tim. Tim, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? All right. Well, I'm Tim. I'm John's oldest son. I am 32. I've got uh, been married to Leah, my wife, for eight years. And we have four children, a seven-year-old, five-year-old, three-year-old, and a five-month-old, and I almost forgot their ages there. Confused. I always think Riley's nine, so when you said she was eight, I was like, wait a minute. She's wait, eight, nine is she, she's nine? <laughs> no, she's eight. She's eight. Uh, yeah, that's all, that's all you wanted me to say, right? Yeah, yeah, that's great, great. And then and then right after Tim is Jake. Jake, want to introduce yourself? All right. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, the third, uh, Jake, and um, I'm 30. And I'm married, I have a wife, Jenna, and we have three girls, Ada is six, uh, Everly is three, Anderson just turned two, and we're expecting our first son in October. And uh, we do have a name, because we're, we're that good. Uh, <laughs> but you can find out later what that is. Yeah. So one of, one of the things uh, I'm really trying to encourage uh, men of all ages, really, but especially young men. So you three guys here at the table, I would consider young. You guys are at that stage now where you're thinking you're old. <laughs> but believe me, you are not old. Um, so, But trying to encourage young men and men of all ages, the importance and the value of reading God's Word for yourself, being in God's Word, especially with technology today. We can listen to it on our mobile devices and read along. There's all kinds of podcasts out there on helping to understand what you're reading. The Bible Project's a really good project on getting the gist of a, of a book or a letter. And that's what that's what my podcast is about, really helping to promote that for men, whether you're married or not. But then for married men, how do we translate that into really cherishing our wives? Or for fathers, how do we translate that into discipling our children and raising godly offspring? So with, with that said, let's, let me start with you, Brian, and just... Um, you know, you weren't raised in my home, but you have definitely become a big part of our family, and uh, and being a part of Kelly's life. Now, Kelly is these guys' oldest sister, and she is a true oldest, uh, very much in charge. Um, I'm still hearing stories of of Kelly, the babysitter. <laughs> so, but Brian, you married into that. Uh, tell us a little bit about how. What is the value for you? Uh, in knowing God and knowing God's word. Yeah, I think it's I think it's critical, and I think uh, every day in the culture that we live, it becomes even more and more important with all the things 
that are getting thrown at our kids uh, and thrown at us each and every day. Uh, so I, I think it's very important that we know truth, that we can see truth, uh, we can smell it, we understand it, but but also that we know it's false. You know, we have so many things that try to we're inundated with daily who uh, try to present things to us, whether it be a pastor, or a teacher, or a school teacher, or whoever it is, with you know what sounds really, really close to the gospel, but there's just it's got slight changes to it which change everything. It, it doesn't mean anything what it's supposed to. So. I think it's critical that we both know the word, but we also, by knowing the word, know what is not the truth so that we can make sure we don't fall into those pitfalls. That's good. That's good. And that's true. And, uh, and so Tim, you know, Tim and Jake both raised in my home uh, with me trying to lead with uh, part of my philosophy, your mom and I's, is that we would be God-centered in everything we do, not child-centered, not parent-centered, but God-centered that God's word would be something that we would try to saturate your lives, but first our lives. And so you guys being raised in that, did you see that as, as a value? Did you struggle with that? Of course, at some point you had to make that your own. So why don't we start with you, Tim? What was that like for you? Yeah, so uh, I mean, one of the advantages of being raised with you as our dad was I got to see uh, running a biblical household in action between you and mom from the attempts at family devotions. I wouldn't say it was super structured or we didn't, we, I don't know that we successfully got a family devotion all the time, but we, uh, we did land. Like I, I remember see, I, you, I knew you and mom were constantly in the word. Um, I knew you were devoted to God and just from the way that you interacted with us and the way you prioritized family and other people. Um, I still remember a story that you told me when I was like 10 or 11 and it wasn't about you. It was about a boy who was on your soccer team who got up before you before the soccer game to go have his quiet time. And you were talking about how that's the kind of man you want to raise somebody who's disciplined to wake up early to get his time with God before he goes out and does the thing. Because I think it was when you guys were in the Coca-Cola classic or whatever in Canada. So that, that always stuck with me, and I was like, I want to be that kind of man. I want to be the kind of man that is so disciplined that I'm willing to make sacrifices to get time with God. And the value that I've seen from that in my own life when I've been able to do that is, like what Brian was saying, knowing the truth. It's just much easier to identify when somebody's spouting BS or something that's tied to the flesh of the world versus something that's bound in truth. And I wouldn't say that I'm perfect, like really good at it, and right now I'm really struggling to get the... Get, get that discipline back in place since COVID and work and an extra kid. But um, that that's, I think, to answer your question, that's how, how valuable that was and how it's helped me so far. Okay. That's good. And, you know, one of the things uh, is I look back on raising eight children and us moving a lot. Some of the things is Jake. Uh, Jake has probably been with me more than any of my sons. He moved with us to Massachusetts, and now he's been out here in South Dakota in the great land of freedom during this whole lockdown with his wife and three beautiful daughters. And so, uh, but Jake has seen uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of his dad through real life stress and stuff like that, you know, building the, a warehouse into a home, uh, dealing with a lot of different things that we've dealt with. So, you know, Jake, you you know, Tim, by, I think by the time you were 16, you were never really home again. Yeah, because we had moved, and so you stayed to with uh, family, 
um, in Virginia and did the band thing and then went off to college. So really since 16, you've been on your own. And not that Jake hasn't been, but Jake, after college, uh, moved with us to Massachusetts and then has been out here. So Jake, you've got a more real time with your dad than probably Tim and, and later in life. So talk a little bit about that. Yes. And, uh, um, it's been, it's been great. It's definitely, there's been some stressful things with, uh, with having to move and then, um, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that happened with that. But I think one of the best things, um, was being able to see you with other men and see you disciple other men more, especially in Texas there, that was one of your jobs, like one of the things you did constantly throughout the day, every day, multiple uh, young men who were uh, um, just a few years older than I was at the time, and constantly mentoring them. And then again in Massachusetts, seeing that with uh, fewer men, but more, um, more consistently and daily. Uh, and just seeing the things that you were teaching them, where they actually came to you to learn these things, and we just sort of got it by default, almost forced upon us, you could say. But uh, I don't think, looking back on it, we wouldn't we wouldn't say that's what it was. We're very grateful for it. But uh, it was just great to just sort of appreciate that more, and the fact that hey, these guys are coming to you, and we just we can always come to you without any kind of appointment or anything like that, and just text you, call you, um, see you at the dinner table. And just talk to you about the problems we have going on, but um, but it's been interesting also to then step away from that and figure it out on our own and uh, and apply those things. Um, and it's hard, but I uh, I relate it a lot to similar to exercise, where um, I might not do the same amount of work every day, but if you let it slip for a week, and you know you everybody talks about like rest week when you're exercising. But um, really, a rest week is a is a slower week, but you just put in the same amount of time. You don't take a complete break from exercise because otherwise it's a lot harder to get back out there. And it's the same thing with the Bible. If you are really stressed, you have a much busier workload. Um, for me, the thing that always helped me is, is just remember, I just have to do a little bit. I need to read just a couple of chapters. And that's, that's all I need to do to get through today. And then, you know, I can make it up on the weekend and I can read a whole book on the weekend. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple of really short ones, so that's easy. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the thing that I learned growing up in our house was you just always have to be in it, but it doesn't always have to be a lot. You don't have to do a whole devotional every single day. You can do a five minute quiet time or you can do an hour quiet time. Whatever you can get in though, get it in. Don't, don't stick with the five minute. That's not what I'm trying to say. Oh, oh, I can easily do a five minute. That's what you can do to get started, but try to try to work towards you can do an hour if you have the time. Um, making and, the time. Yeah, and, and making the time is always important and because it is important. If you if you have to skip going to the gym to read your Bible, skip going to the gym. Your spiritual health is eternal. Your physical health is I mean, fleet 30. Yeah. So it <laughs> fleets faster than even the lifetime. Um well, and nowadays, you don't even necessarily have to skip them. You can combine reading the Bible with going to the gym. Um, but I guess that that there's a, there's a difference there to listening to the Bible than reading the Bible. So 